Book Riot is giving away our 10 favorite works of nonfiction of the year, including Educated by Tara Westover, One Person No Vote by Carol Anderson, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, and more. To enter, just sign up for True Story, our nonfiction newsletter for nonfiction news, book recommendations, deals, and more. Go to bookriot.com slash nonfiction giveaway to enter. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 76, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! It's almost the end of the year! So, so strange. Like, how did that happen? It was the longest year ever, the longest year ever, but also the fastest. And I am enjoying a couple of weeks off from required reading, that is work reading, which is also amazing, but uh, I'm full on in a backlist phase because I don't have any assigned reading for the next couple weeks. So I'm going to have so many great books to tell you about next year. And also, I have some great books to tell you about today. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor. It's the Read Harder Journal. Created by Book Riot, this smartly designed reading log consists of entry pages to record stats, impressions, and reviews of each book you read. Evenly interspersed among these entry pages are 12 challenges inspired by Book Riot's annual Read Harder initiative, which began in 2015 to encourage readers to pick up passed over books, try out new genres, and choose titles from a wider range of voices and perspectives. Indulge your inner book nerd and read a book about books. Get a new perspective on current events by reading a book written by an immigrant. Find a hidden gem by reading a book published by an independent press, and so much more. Each challenge includes an inspiring quotation, an explanation of why the challenge will prove rewarding, and five book recommendations that fulfill the challenge. So you can find the Read Harder Journal wherever books are sold. And you might have noticed, or maybe this is exciting news to you, the Read Harder 2019 challenge dropped this week on bookriot.com, so you can go check that out and find out all the new tasks for next year. So great to see all the excitement around that. So for this week, I decided to talk about a few books related to food, because I've been doing a lot of stress baking, and it's very relaxing and fun, and I was thinking about food, and so these are a few that I've loved Starting with Rutabaga, The Adventure Chef by Eric Colossal, which is a middle grade comic. It's very bone-like in illustration. It's also very bone-like in that it's set in sort of like a medieval fantasy world about a guy named Rutabaga, and he is indeed an adventure chef, and he is on a journey to find magical ingredients for his food. He brings along his sentient pot, who follows him around like a little dog, and he ends up joining a group of travelers on a quest to defeat a dragon, because he could get a dragon's egg, and that would be an amazing ingredient for him. So he he helps them out, uh, and it's just really cute and funny and charming. And the second one is called Feasts of Fury, which just makes me laugh. I love a good food pun, book title pun. Uh, which brings me to Death by Dumpling, a noodle shop mystery by Vivian Chien. It's the first in this cozy mystery series. Uh, the second one also came out this year. The third one will be out in March. Uh, the first one... Death by Dumpling is about a woman named Lana Lee. She's had sort of like a personal crisis. Her world is falling apart. And she ends up working at her family's noodle shop. She's back home and she's not where she ever thought she would be. But she's going to do it for now until she can figure out what's going on. And then the landlord of her family's restaurant dies. And not only dies, but someone purposefully gave him food with shellfish in it. And everyone knows that he has a deadly shellfish allergy So suddenly, everyone who works at the restaurant is a suspect, like, who picked off the evil landlord? So a cute detective shows up, trying to figure out who killed the landlord. And so Lana Lee decides she's going to 
try and clear her name and figure out who the murderer is so that this very cute detective won't think it's her. Uh, it's really fun and cute. And the second one, love a good pun, is called The Dim Sum of All Fears, which just makes me laugh. I just want to read, like, cozy mystery titles all day. Like, not the books themselves, just, like, just the titles I love. And then it would lead me into, like, romance puns with, like, Scots and Dukes and Earls. And it would be great. Just, like, a whole day of that. I might do that when I get done here. Moving on. My next pick came out last year? I think last year. It's Sourdough by Robin Sloan, who wrote Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore. So charming and fun. I love this book. It's about a woman named Lois Clary. She is a software engineer at a San Francisco robotics company. She was headhunted by this company. It's very, like, Google-like. It's this huge, huge, enormous company that has almost, like, their own town. Their campus is so big. She lives in these work-related apartments, and she's kind of lonely. She's, like, she doesn't know anybody there. She's making great money, but she doesn't know what to do with herself. Uh, so she orders takeout every night from this restaurant owned by these two brothers that she just absolutely loves. And every night it comes, it's soup and it's bread, and it just tastes like magic to her. And then one day, that these are like the only people that she really interacts with outside of work. And one day, the delivery guys show up at her door, and they say that their visas are, have expired, and they have to leave the country, and they need her to care for their sourdough starter. They, they give her this, this you know, lump of, of sourdough starter and tell her that she needs to feed it, like give it little pieces of whatever you feed sourdough, it's escaping me. Um, not Probably not like jelly beans and chocolate, but something like that. Um, and you, she also needs to play it music every night and and cook with it. And so she's like, uh, okay, and decides she'll, she'll try these things. And she sort of notices that when she plays it music, she's pretty sure that it's kind of swaying along with the music, but maybe it's all in her head. Uh, so she ends up making lots of bread. And the bread is fantastic, and it, they start selling it at the cafeteria where she works. And they tell her that she should join the farmer's market, but the farmer's market is kind of snotty, but then she discovers there is a secret underground farmer's market where people are interested in merging food and technology, and that's where it gets really weird and delightful. Uh, so I just, I loved this. I feel like not as many people read this as Mr. Penumbra. I would like to change that. So again, it's called Sourdough by Robin Sloan. My next pick is The Particular Sadness of Lemon Cake by Amy Bender. Now, I don't have much of an appetite, haha, for precocious children in books, but I do love this one. It's about a nine-year-old girl named Rose. Uh, she's just turned nine, and she discovers that she can taste people's emotions in the food that they prepare. Like, she gets a sense of how they're feeling and what's going on by eating the food that they've made. And she discovers that her parents are very unhappy that their marriage is in trouble, and this sort of throws her world off kilter. She doesn't know what to do. Um, it's like she's Rose is ridiculously smart and articulate for a nine-year-old. Like it's so obvious that children don't really speak like this, uh, but she's so charming and very funny, and I just love this book. So it's the particular sadness of Lemon Cake by Amy Bender. And moving on to another book about food and emotions, it's Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. This book is like 27, 28 years old, which blows my mind. I can't believe it's that old. Uh, but it's about a young girl named Tita. When she was in her mother's belly, her mother was chopping onions at the restaurant that her mother owns. And it made her cry. And her mother went into labor. And ever since then, she has been a very emotional girl. And she grows up to be this amazing cook because her tears and her emotions are the secret ingredients in her food. 
and it makes people feel so many things. And Tita becomes very famous, and people seek her out. Um, and there's also recipes in the book. Not that I have ever made any of them, but um, it it does include recipes. And they made it into a movie, which was also really good. It was a huge deal when it came out. It was, like, big. Like, Bridges of Madison County big. Um, and now I feel like no one talks about it anymore. But it's really good. Also, I was surprised to learn when I looked up the author to see what was going on in the world with her these days. She was married to El Guapo from Three Amigos, which just made me laugh. Anyway, so that is, like, Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquivel. Plus a little really random trivia. And my last pick is Last Call at the Nightshade Lounge by Paul Kruger. Came out a couple years ago. It's an urban fantasy about some Chicago magic mixologists. There's a girl named Bailey who has just graduated from college, sort of aimless, doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. So she gets a job working at a bar. But it turns out it's not just any bar. The potions that they mix up with the alcohol are also used to fight demons. If you mix things certain ways... It gives you certain powers, and you can fight demons. It's kind of like Cheers meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, there's also cocktail recipes for you to try out, which I have not, because I, I have not. But it's really fun. I'm kind of wondering if he's going to do another book in this series, if it's going to be a series, or if he's going to do another book soon, because I really enjoyed this one. So again, it's called Last Call at the Nightshade Lounge by Paul Kruger. And for dealer's choice, I did mention at the beginning of the show that I'm heavy into backlist. I picked up a couple of books that I had been meaning to read that I think I'm going to check out next. One is The Sasquatch Hunter's Almanac by Sharma Shields, which is about, oh, it's about another nine-year-old, oh, nine-year-old boy who thinks his mother left his family for Bigfoot when he was a child, so he grows up obsessed with Bigfoot, which sounds amazing. And also a nonfiction book called Killer Stuff and Tons of Money by Maureen Stanton, uh, an insider's look at the world of flea markets, antiques, and collecting, which I heard was absolutely wonderful. I mentioned her new book uh, coming out next year, the memoir that I read that I loved, so I'm really excited to read this one, Body Falling Backwards, that's it. And so that's what I'm going to be reading next. I hope that you are reading amazing things, and that is it for me this week, book lovers. I made it. <laughs> Reminder again that you can check out the Read Harder Journal wherever books are sold and go to bookriot.com slash nonfiction giveaway to enter to win 10 of our favorite works of nonfiction of the year. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Maria Christina to talk about more of the year's great books. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>